Welcome everyone to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. And I'm BJ. And this week we're doing a little Dragon Quest catch-up. Now with 100% less mustard. Ah, uh, see what you did there. I do that joke every time in the hopes that one day someone will laugh at it. I'll laugh at it every time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, for our own that, amusement. That's why you're my soulmate. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this week we just decided, you know, we were out last week, so uh, it seemed like a good time to just catch up and talk about some of the games we've been playing and also uh, Dragon Quest news. We got that uh, the Dragon Quest Die game, not the mobile game that we got way back when, but like the actual console game, uh, Infinity Strash is coming out later this fall, 2023. Yeah. Um, and it is going to be a global release. Uh, and it is an action game, and it has pretty cel-shaded graphics. Uh, it does. It's really pretty. And at this point, I'm really thinking I'll probably get it on the PS5 because I've been really impressed with the performance of other games like this. And uh, and there are trophies. Yeah. I I'm kind of on the fence about it, I think. I think I'm going to end up uh, probably reviewing this one for work. Um, yeah. And I think I'm probably going to go with Switch just because, uh, especially when it's something timely like a review, Switch is right. always just easier because it's handheld because I don't have to share the TV with other people. I, ha- exactly. I have to share the TV with other people, but I don't have to share my Switch. So it just makes it easier to play. Uh, and so I think I'm going to end up going with Switch on this one. Yeah, I can totally understand that. If it's going to be a review, especially, I know you've had a hard time uh, getting some reviews out on the PS5 because of just having to be like, okay, guys, I have to do this right now for work and uh, take the TV. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm looking forward to it. But like I've said in other episodes when we've talked about Die, it's like I I didn't enjoy the mobile game at all. I, I I've read part of the manga and then I read part of the manga that got like officially translated here very recently. And I watched the first, I don't know, first chunk of the anime, but it was always kind of like a chore to make myself sit through it and get through it where it's just right. Like, I don't, for whatever reason, die has just never clicked with me. And as much as I love dragon quest, and I've tried to make myself like die. I can't get into it. And so it's like, I'm going to play this. I love dragon quest. I'm excited for it, but at the same time, like just personally, I would have rather had the DQ3 remake this year. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I get it. And I mean, I just I know we talked about this in a previous episode, but I just I really do feel like this uh, whole die game has just killed our chances of getting three remake this year. Yeah, I think so. And I really but this I, one has been in development longer, so the other one because it's a remake, maybe it won't. Maybe we'll get surprised and it'll be a December release. Yeah, I don't know. I really. I don't know. I just feel like now we're going to have to wait till like next year to get the DQ3 uh, remake just because like I really, I really, really thought that this like fall 2023 just seemed like perfect for the three remake. Just going along with like what Square Enix's like release schedule is for the year. And I just, I don't know. I think the, the problem there too is just that like if, if it is released in December and die is fall 2023, I just feel like it's not going to give those games time to shine or breathe. And you're going to end up in a similar situation to what happened uh, this past year, 2022, where you had like, what was it? Like Valkyrie Elysium and then star ocean six. And then 
I'm free, what was that Diofield Chronicles or whatever? And then it was like Giant Quest Treasures and Crisis Core Reunion released like four days apart. Yeah. And it was just like all of those Square Enix games just got smushed really quickly. And then Forspoken in January, it was just like everything was so crowded that if it were me, I would not release three remake in December because I mean, it's just, uh, I think it's going to be too much of a, of a glut. People aren't going to know what to buy or what to spend time with. And it doesn't give, especially with Dragon Quest, it's not going to give word of mouth, um, like time for word of mouth yeah. to really spread because I feel like, um, I feel like with DQ 11, I mean, it was a fantastic game, but Dragon Quest 11, I feel like really took off over here. Um, at least in part because of how much it spread by word of mouth and online that like how great this game was. Right. And so I feel like, um, I feel like they gotta, they gotta spread them out. Yeah. I mean, and one thing though, that maybe, maybe it will be, uh, that die will surprise us and we're not going to be upset that three remake is not going to be out and it's going to be a really great game. Like, I'm really crossing my fingers and hoping that this is a really great game. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's going to be, but... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I For those interested, it is releasing on Switch, uh, PS4, PS5, and I think PC, anything, everything but Xbox. Um, and uh, so, you know, chances are that it will do fairly well, uh, sales-wise. And I, I know just from interacting with people, like... I feel like the die audience there, there is some overlap, but I feel like the die audience is just very different from like the standard yeah. dragon quest audience. Like I get, I get people who like uh, who I interact with online who purely just care about die. Like they have never played huh. a mainline dragon quest game. They love dragon ball or they just love anime or whatever. And they're really into die, but they've never played a dragon quest game. And I feel like I disappoint those people because every so often I'll tweet about something about die and I'll get like some die followers. And I'm just yeah. like, I'm so sorry people, because I'm not going to talk about this again for like another four months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can totally understand that. I mean, I didn't realize that there was that much of a division, honestly, because the people I've interacted with have been primarily from the DQ community not so much the die and dragon ball community, the anime fans that were coming over from that. So uh, I didn't actually realize that there were that many just specific die fans that didn't play regular, uh, the, the standard mainline dragon quest games. Yeah. I mean, that's or just manga kinda... readers too, I guess, because of, you know, yeah. it's massive success uh, as a, as a manga back when it was being published originally. I mean, that's just my perception of it. Like I'll notice whenever there's announcements about the anime or manga online and I'll like see people commenting on it or talking about it. And I'm just like, wow, I know none of these people like from my mm. personal accounts or Dragon Quest right. FM or whatever. Not that I know every Dragon Quest fan in the world, but it's still kind of like, oh, okay. Like it, at any given time, I'll look under die stuff and I, you know i might recognize one or two people but they're all strangers and i get scared because of stranger danger it's true know. stranger danger i yeah. mean as long as none of the die people offer you candy and tell you to get in their van i think you're gonna be safe but for the most part yeah stranger danger yeah uh this has nothing to do with anything really but stranger danger uh, <laughs> my my wife's uh, sister-in-law was telling us a story a while back about how she was at a gas station and this guy 
came up to her and was like, Hey, I've got some puppies in my van. Do you want to come? Pet- <laughs> Do you want to come pet my puppies? And Grace and I were both horrified and we're like, uh, yeah, he was trying to kidnap you. And she was like, no, I went to his van and petted the puppies. And we're like, are you crazy? What? <laughs> yeah. What? Who goes to the van? I know. I'm like, it's actually a van. It was really a van and he really had puppies and he didn't kidnap her. But I'm just like, there's so much going on with that story. I'm like, I can't like what? Grace was like, especially she was just like horrified. And she was like, you don't go. You like never go. You never go to a van. Yeah. Like of all things, it's a van. Like that is, that is what you don't go to. If you're like, Hey, I've got some, some puppies in the back of my pickup truck. You're like, yeah, I'll go pet some puppies in the pickup truck. But no, you're not going to pet puppies in the van. It's a van. Yeah. Anyway, she did. And she's still here. So Was it a windowless white van? I don't know. I didn't ask. Do you for, know? I didn't ask for details. I was too okay. busy, like, cracking up when she was telling the story. Because I, it's I, can't, just like, I can't imagine, like, going to the van. Yeah. I know. I can't imagine <laughs> she went. And I can't imagine that he really had puppies in his van. and wasn't. It wasn't just a ploy. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm. I am. I am bumfuzzled by and, this. And see, and I disagree with you about the pickup truck. If any stranger comes up to me and asks me to pet anything in any vehicle, it's just a hard pass. <laughs> like, like, it's just a, like for me, it's just gonna be a no. <laughs> I mean, I, I totally understand, but I'm just saying, like in in terms of like if you're gonna pet something in someone else's vehicle, in a stranger's vehicle probably a bad idea to do it in a van but at least the pickup truck would be open and you could like see the dogs from like across the parking lot be like yeah there are dogs like barking in the back of that okay. van that's fair i guess i would i would still say no but, yeah, I mean, it, but i'd probably it, still it, say no be oh, actually no i wouldn't i'd be like oh man they're puppies i'm gonna hug that dog yeah. actually no there. what I mean, you would that's... say you'd say well hot dog that sure is where i need to be diddly dilo <laughs> And you would like dance to strangers, over. yeah. Hot yeah. diggity dialo diggly dog. Yeah, that's what you would do. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, but anyway, uh, I I don't know. I'm excited for that, but um, I'm I've, I'm still playing Slime Mori Mori. Uh, speaking, I'm just catching up on things. Right. I'm still playing it, so I, I don't. I think I mentioned this in the last episode, but anyway, one of the main things with that is like collecting the uh like rainbow orbs or whatever you want to call them that you know you you see in other dragon quest games like three and eleven uh-huh. um where you go around and collect those orbs like that's a main plot point um and i'm getting close to having them all which means i'm again i went into this game fairly blind so i don't know if this means that i'm getting to the end because i'm gonna find them all or if it's gonna be one of those things where it's just like you unlock the next like chapter of the game or whatever oh yeah so, I don't know. Uh, so I'm kind of interested to see there where that goes. But um, I got kind of distracted because it, I'm playing this in Japanese for people who didn't right, listen of course. to the Slime Mori Mori 3 episode. I'm playing this all in Japanese. Don't know Japanese, but that's part of the fun. Um, and I got distracted with Trails to Azure coming out um, mm, yeah, and yeah. really started playing that. And I got really, really into the story and, um, and actually uh, am like... At the very, very end, uh, for anybody that's played Trails games, uh, like uh, you'll probably relate to this, even if you haven't played Azure, where uh, like I'm at the part where it's it's clearly the final dungeon, but you're going through and like finally confronting all of the like dozen or so big bad guys in the game and just taking them down one by one on your way to like what will be the actual final boss. Yeah, um, and so 
so anyway, I'm going through and doing that. Um, but you know, that takes a while in, in most of these games that doesn't, that's not something that you just breeze through. So I've taken down like, I don't want to do spoilers, but I've taken down like, um, four, four or five bosses now. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And, uh, I think I'm getting close. There's like, there are two bad guys that I know I haven't fought yet. So I assume I have at least two fights ahead of me. And I know that the final fight will probably most likely have multiple phases, of course, um, yeah. I mean, because this ain't my first JRPG. Uh, <laughs> and anyway, but it's it's really good. Um, I have really loved the Crossbell games. Like I never uh, played those yeah. because they weren't like officially in English. So when Trails from Zero came out last year, I played it and actually loved it more than the Cold Steel games. As much as I like the Cold Steel games, I really liked the Crossbell games just because uh, the cast was a little bit smaller. The like. Just the areas are smaller. The story is smaller. Um, oh, like I feel that's like, important. Yeah. yeah, like I feel like my problem with Cold Steel is that like at a certain point, I feel like around game three, even though I think the third game is my favorite from those four, um, the like the story just really got like too too big for its britches, as like my grandma mm. would say. Yep. Um, and uh, then I don't know, like four. I, I enjoyed four, but it was also kind of just a hot mess. So it was very cathartic for me to go back to uh, uh, Trails from from Zero. Just felt like a nice, like mm. simpler time. And of course, I played it in high speed mode and all that stuff, which I think is always helpful. Uh, playing right. it on Switch, high speed mode is always helpful because some of the animations in a Trails game just go on longer than they should. Um, yeah. And right now, uh, I'm one of those people that like I don't care about. I don't want to necessarily care about 100%ing it. But like I'll go through and try to do, you know, all the service quests requests that are given before I continue on with the main story. And right. but if I like miss a hidden quest somewhere, I don't go and cry about it. Um, and so, uh, so you know, I've done a lot. Like I'm, I haven't 100 percented the game or anything, but I've done a lot. And I think right now, uh, playing it high speed mode on Switch with Trails uh, to Azure, I think I am sitting around the 25 hour mark 26 hour mark but that's with doing all the requests again i'm sure i've missed oh, yeah. some hidden ones i found one hidden one but i'm sure i missed some hidden ones um so it's not like a it, it eases it a little bit you know it's not playing like a playing it like normal you know those games can go up 70 100 hours which oh, is yes, yes. which is great but there's just like so much to choose from now and i care I, I like I enjoy the combat and I like the characters and so playing mm-hmm. it sped up doesn't like negatively impact the game for me at all. So when when you're playing it sped up, like so I tried three sped up, and one of the problems I have is honestly not being able to control the character very well. Huh. Like when I'm running around the world, like it feels like the character is really jerky and I can't like actually get the places i want to be well enough like it it becomes frustrating and i don't know if it's just me and the way that i'm you know running around but it feels like i have to like circle 10 times to be able to find my way through a door or to line up with an npc to talk to and it gets super frustrating and then i end up putting it back on normal speed like is that something that you've ever dealt with with it or is that just a me or is that just a me problem no um the only time i ever had uh, like trouble with the speed up stuff is there's certain times uh, that like um, and it's not even in the trails games but like in the 
FF8 Remastered, which I've also been replaying lately. I've been playing that one sped up on PS5. And there's like times... Oh, I started that too. Yeah. I actually started it because you had been playing it and said like, and talked about how fun it was. And I was like, maybe I'll go back and play. Uh, yeah. I, like, I played it when it was new on Switch, but I decided to boot it up on PS5. And I've been playing that, waiting for the Pixel Remasters to come out this right. week. But anyway, like with that, you know, and in the nine remaster as well, there's like parts where you like have to run across the bridge and there's a big bad guy chasing after you. And if it catches up to you, you'll have to fight it again. Um, but you're like clearly meant to run away. But the whole point of it is to like try to escape from it before the timer runs out. Yeah. So every time it like catches up to you, it's a headache. And so like that, I'll have to turn it off of speed up because it, the monster just goes too fast and catches up to me. Or like when I'm catching frogs with Quinna in FF9, like I have to <laughs> yeah. I have to turn off the speed up yeah. because those frogs just are like go so fast. They're like little ninja frogs. Like um, like that that is one problem with with speed up for sure. Yeah, like like it's great, but you do. I'm glad that it's not an option where you either are fast or you're not. You're sped up or you're not. That it's a toggle. Yeah. Like there are parts of these games where speeding up is just like a it's, it's a hard pass. Yeah, and so like that. So, but in trails games, in terms of trails games, I did have an issue in the third one when you get the motorcycle, uh, in in Cold Steel Three, where like I kept running my motorcycle into like yeah. areas because the motorcycle goes so fast and in speed up, it was too quick for me. Um, but I actually found that if I uh, just had it speed up and let let Reen sprint in speed right. up. I would just do that and ignore the motorcycle because I still got places really quick for the most yeah. part um, when you couldn't just like teleport around, you know? Um, and so I did have a trouble with a motorcycle in three. And then like in Trolls to Azure right now, I had to turn it off for Pom Pom Party, the mini game. It's kind of <laughs> like uh, Candy Crush or any number of those where you have to like line up the correct, you know, colors. And there's a yeah. strategy like Tetris. Um, because if you, if you do speed up with Pom Pom Party, um, it's you know you're definitely gonna lose i would imagine because you know it goes like so fast the pieces are dropping down on you so fast that it's just really hard to do yeah um yeah and so but no overall like i haven't and i would i would encourage you or anybody listening that might have had trouble with the cold steel games uh to give the crossbell ones a try because you know they have those really cutesy because these were like psp games so they look to me, they look like PS1 games. They look like the chibi characters. And you See, know, and I love the way that the Crossbell games look. I love like, it. All of the screenshots and everything that I've seen, all the videos, I'm like, these are the most beautiful of any of the Trails games. And I just love the way that they've done it. Like, I like it a lot better than the uh, the, the really cool, like, Cold Steel 4. Uh, while I love and think those are pretty, like, I much prefer the way that uh, Trails to Azure and uh, Trails from Zero look. Yeah, and th- well, that I do too. And that's kind of what my point was going to be, is that it's like, it makes it, when you're playing, like, speed up and everything, it makes it much easier uh, right. to control everything. And... You know, the, the story, I mean, it's still a Trails game, so the story really gets big, but compared to, like, let's say Cold Steel 4 or whatever, like, it is obviously going to be smaller because of where it takes place in, like, the timeline. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, I don't know, it's good, and I think uh, I think those Crossbell games just work really well uh, as beginner Trails games if you haven't played right. any before because the story hasn't gotten too massive at that point, and the cast is a lot smaller, there's, you know, like in the first one, especially, there's just really four characters to keep up with and they stay in your party, you know, and you fight with them and all that. And so it's just like, 
it's uh, and then having it sped up, playing it on Switch. It's just it's very accessible, easy to play. I don't know. Highly recommend them. Like they're they're some of the most fun I've had, and I'm uh, I'm a little sad that I'm about to beat this one, right? And that Trails to Reverie doesn't come out until July. Um, like I might actually like hold off on playing FF16, which comes out in June, to play Trails of Reverie instead because they only come out like two weeks apart. Oh wow! <laughs> and at this point, I'm way more interested in Trails. Yeah. Uh, I'm, to I'm... Reverie. I'm sad to say that I'm not interested in Final Fantasy VI, 16. I'm very interested in Final Fantasy VI. Uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy 16, on the other hand, I'm not excited for. And the more videos and interviews and like clips I see of it, the less interested I am. The worse it looks. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it yeah. makes me sad. Like I really wanted to like this game. It's Yoshi P. It I actually like the way it looks, like the graphic style. Like I think on a PS5, once I'm playing this and in action, I think it could be really pretty. But then I like see the combat and I'm like, nope, gonna hate it. Gonna hate everything about it. I was like, and I thought I was gonna, I thought now I thought I was gonna dislike the Final Fantasy VII remake and I ended up really enjoying it. So, I mean, I'm holding out like that. I could really like this game, but the dragon, uh, not dragon, not Dragonfall. What am I talking about? Uh, Devil May Cry um, combat is really, really not something i look forward to yeah that's my whole thing too i'm just like if i wanted to play a devil may cry game i'd play a devil may cry game and but i mean honestly i haven't enjoyed combat in a final fantasy game in, in quite some time yeah <laughs> um, and uh so i'm not like necessarily surprised by this um, <laughs> and I, yeah. I don't know but yeah but yeah i agree where it was like when it first got announced i was like Oh, awesome. It's an actual high fantasy game again. Like that's exactly. Those, yeah. Those are my favorite. And there was a lot of like cool evil East connections. And I was like, Oh yeah, this looks really, really cool. But then since then with all of the, like, um, like the devil may cry stuff and the trying to make it look like such a like gritty Western RPG and all of that yeah. kind of stuff. It's just like, it's not what I want. Like I want, I want colorful like anime games where there's like cute little moogles or slimes or, yeah. you know, what have you talking animals. And I want a little person in your party. That's not a human. Um, and I mean, I know that that's also part of, I know you like Ivelisse a lot and Ivelisse yeah. is really cool. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it's really cool. But one of the things that's always put me off from the very beginning of final fantasy 12 is the way that like moogles look. I, I don't like the model where they changed it to be a little more realistic, quote, quote, <laughs> um, for the for it, because like I the want rabbits. the cute little moogles. You yeah, they look the, like little you rabbits. You want the pigs, not the rabbits. I do. And so, like, that kind of thing puts me off. And so the same thing for Final Fantasy 16. I'm like, why can I not just have what I want? Why are you taking this from me, Yoshi? Yeah, but anyway, so I don't know. I'm... Uh, I, I'm sure I'll get around to playing FF 16, but I think at this point I'm probably just gonna not worry about that one for now because, um, like I'm really itching for, tr for trails to reverie. I even looked back and tried to, uh, find the old legends of heroes games that are on the PSP. Yeah. Um, like legend of heroes, you know, uh, I, I can't remember. They got weird trails, titles over trails, here. uh, trails in the sky and trails in the sky Two, uh, or trails in the sky SC for second chapter. And then trails in the sky three. 
I'm not even talking about those. Like those are like technically like Legend of Hero Six or whatever was what the first trails. Oh back. yeah. I'm talking about even further back than that, like Legends of Heroes three and Legends of Heroes two and stuff like that. Are those available PSP? to the PSP? Yeah, they're stupidly expensive now, but a guy can dream. I was like, I'll go back and play all these. I had no idea that like not all were. not all not all of them, but yeah, what's what's technically the a second year of Vermilion for the PSP? Yeah, I didn't realize that they had released the there's, original ones over here. I didn't realize they were in English. There's in, there's three of them, yeah. yeah. PSP, uh, outside of the Trails of Sky stuff. Um that and, you can get. Or yeah. I said six, but maybe Trails in the Sky was four. I can't remember. When it originally released, it was released with the number the first Trails in the Sky game was. I can't remember if it was six or four. It was one of those Roman numerals anyway. And it's not released with the number on the PSP version, though. Um, it, over here, yeah. Over here, yeah. Um, because I'm. that's one of the things I actually got out the other day, my Vita, and reinstalled a bunch of games on it, and one of them was um trails in the sky because i never actually finished it i got to the end of it and i'm like just near the end of it but never actually finished the game so uh i wanted to see about finishing it up i was like i'm in more of a retro gaming mood right now and so uh i'm actually back into games so uh you and i were talking <laughs> about it. it's like yeah. i had to get on uh uh like hormone treatment, like uh, testosterone shots because my, and my mood over the last like few years has just gone down. And that's one of the reasons for it. And like, I haven't been caring about nearly as much stuff as I used to. And it was like, automatically you're like, man, you've been taking these shots and you care about video games again. <laughs> and it's like, it's true. And uh, I've been on more of a retro game kick. So the idea of going back to trails in the sky and uh, like even cold steel, uh, I have on the Vita that uh, playing one, even though I know it would be better to play Cold Steel on a different one because of speed up. Um, but yeah, I was like, I want to play that game again. And so I will probably uh, go back to it. And it's still, I'm, I'm still upset about it. one of the reasons that I have not gone back and finished this because I love the trails in this tells. I love trails in the sky. The third one is only available on st on PC. Yeah. You can't play it on console. It's like any console. It's like you have to be able to play it on Steam. And I don't have a Steam Deck to make it actually, you know, playable and, and with a gamepad kind of like that where I could I could remote in, I guess. But still, it's I actually, on my phone with a backbone. But I, I actually ha think I'm doing that. I, I have my... Uh, I have an Xbox 360 like wired controller plugged up into this computer right now. Oh yeah. Um, and have been thinking about downloading all the trails, uh, sky games, uh, to play. Yeah. Uh, like I on, love it like on like, steam, but I truly um, love the first one. It's one of my favorite, uh, RPG games, even though I've never finished it. <laughs> like I really, <laughs> really enjoy it. Like it's I, great. I'll recommend it to anybody. I think I think there's a chance we'll get re-releases of those, and I know the team that did all the localization for the Crossbell games this time, yeah, um, that did those for Falcom, uh, announced that they were working on one for Legend of Heroes three. Oh, uh, I believe it was three. Yeah, kind of uh, fairly recently, I saw them announce that. Wow, uh, and so. I don't know if that is, the way the tweet read was that it's not in an official capacity, 
but you know they're the team that did it officially for yeah. the crossbell games here so so i'm not sure but we'll see it's like a it's like a fan kind of fan translation team that uh that has that does this and then i guess but got hired because they the, do yeah, that yeah like they got like officially hired to do these crossbell games now um and i thought they did a good job with those so uh, i don't know i'm 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 definitely more in a trails mood right now right uh, and i'm anything. in a fire emblem yeah. mood is what i'm playing a lot of yeah i like i've beaten in the last few like few weeks I've beaten the Fire Emblem Fates Conquest, Fire Emblem Engage, and last night I finished up Fire Emblem Awakening. And oh, nice! They are fantastic games, and so they're I'm and I'm super into the tactics and strategy RPGs right now. So that's even the combat in like Trails of the Sky. Is that the same way in the Crossbell games? Where they're you know you're moving around the the b- little battlefield that comes up and uh, worried about positioning and all of it still. Yeah, where like you ha- you can only move certain distances and some of your moves only like go out in like a straight yep. cone and some of them are like an AOE. Yeah. Yeah, the crossbow games are still like that though. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I think because that's one of my favorite things about them. That was actually what made me start Trails in the Sky to begin with was because I saw that as being like a normal, typical JRPG, like running around storyline, blah, blah, blah. And then all the random battles were on a tactics grid. And so I was like, well, this is everything (laughs) and started playing it. And it was super good. So I'm, I'm very glad to hear that the crossbow games are like that too. So I can, you know, that's what I wanted out of it. So I can pick those up and not like have, I hate saying it like this, but not have to learn a new battle system and uh, deal with it. Cause that's actually one of the things that keeps me from uh, some games. Like, eh, I don't feel like that kind of battle right now, but I'm super into that. So that makes me want to play it even more. Yeah, no, I, I gotcha. I knew you'd been having fun with, with fire emblem a lot lately and I've been playing trails. So um, I guess this is a good time as any to just say Dragon Quest FM is no more. It, it We just, this is uh, Trails of Fire Emblem FM. Yes. Or it's Trails. Trails. Trails of- in the FM hashtag FE, like Tokyo Mirage Session. <laughs> like. Yes, we're just gonna yeah. throw like every number in it. To, we've to, we've to always agree, joked yeah. around like it, it, this is just gonna our podcast title is just gonna turn into what one of the uh, the Kingdom Hearts title again or now Final Fantasy titles. I it think is the it's same like, way it, now. It's like DQ X Trails uh, three <laughs> colon <FM>. Coda uh, <laughs> <laughs> sessions. Um, yes. Yeah, but yeah, it's. And, you know, I saw yesterday, you know, going actually talking about DQ, like I was surprised yesterday. So I booted up the Switch. I didn't know what I wanted to play. And I didn't have the cart for DQ Treasures with me to, to actually pop it in and play anything. Um, but I did notice, like when I looked at the news, they had a, uh, a card that said, like, can I pet or can pet question mark and picture of a dog. And I'm like, well, I'm going to click that and clicked in and it was games that you could pet the animals that uh, you could like interact with and pet the dog and one of them they had on there was dragon quest treasures so like they were promoting dq treasures on the front page of the uh the the switch news and i was i was really pleased to see that 
because of uh, the way that you get to raise and play with the uh, the monsters. And I was yeah. like, thank you. Good job, Nintendo. It's like, I don't <laughs> think that game got got as much like release recognition as uh, some of the others. Like you said, everything got buried last year. So seeing that pop up uh, yesterday, I was like, well, all right. Like, that's a, that, that's a good thing to do. And I, I really do appreciate that for them. I know it's kind of low-hanging fruit to, like, talk smack about like the way square enix like promotes stuff but (laughs) but, i mean but i mean people it's kind of turned into a cliche now because of how true it is where i feel like that's one of those things where it's like it was uh whenever it's a nintendo game like that nintendo does all the promotion for it really yeah and like you can see with like octopath traveler 2 i feel like is a good example of this where it didn't release as a switch exclusive Uh uh-huh and um, because of that, Square Enix handled most of the promotion instead of Nintendo, and then sales for two have been a lot lower so far than they were for the first game. Oh, even really? Though, even though the first game was such a like widely adored game, and I think wow. part of that does go back to the glut because you know this one came out right in what February. It's just like you can't go more than three weeks without a release right now. Uh-huh. Um, like I think that uh, I I think that the the kind of like crowded market w- was an example of that, but also. I think there's something to be said about the way that these games are, are marketed. And, and yeah, I think that I think that over here in the States, Final Fantasy is such a big heavy hitter that a lot of the marketing went over to uh, Crisis Core Reunion at that time. Oh, but then yeah. I, but I also think just the general oh. audience um, over here, went to crisis core because final fantasy is much bigger than dragon quest. So it's like, right, Yes. Okay. If I'm a company and I only have X amount of dollars in my budget to promote games, am I going to put it all on dragon quest treasures, which is a spinoff from a series uh-huh. that has historically not done so well, or am I going to put a lot of that money into this remaster of a game that's like the most profitable franchise <laughs> in the States that has ever, you know, existed for a, a game in this genre. And, so and like, yeah, one of the gonna... most requested remakes of anyone in the series because it was only on PSP UMD drive, like not even digital. And so like, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. Like and... Crisis Core, you could not get without an original PSP. Well, at least a PSP that could play the UMD drives, the UMD disc, not a PSP Go. And so, so yes, I think that there's some criticism valid about that, but I also think that people have to stop and just think about like, I, I feel like sometimes people don't think about like the finer details that go into these kind of decisions. And it's not like the social media person right? <laughs> who yeah. controls the SE social media account is just like, I don't want to talk about Dragon Quest. It's like, you know, there's higher up decisions that go into yeah. that. Yeah. And I so, mean, that's one thing that I've, as I've, I've started, and I know you have too, as we started working more in a, uh, corporate publication environment it's like i see the social media managers and the people railing on them like y'all they just somebody handed them a spreadsheet and told them to paste this into a scheduler i was like don't yell at them i was like they they did not even word that tweet i was like i'm just like they they, they don't make these decisions they're 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 told to load this into tweet deck and and copy it out of on out of an, a google sheet um it, it's just uh yeah i'm 
and I understand, like you said, I understand that kind of marketing for uh, for Crisis Core and and DQ Treasures getting the short end of the stick because it honestly it kind of deserves it. I mean, I hate to say it that way, but when you look at like you said, all of the things that were stacking toward Final Fantasy in that one, yeah, I mean, DQ Treasures was not going to make them that much money. Yeah. Like, if you're going to invest, it's in that one. I mean, I do work in gaming, and it's like I know emails from multiple PR teams about treasures and I did like you know interviews and previews and stuff and all that comes from the PR so it's like oh yeah yes the PR teams you know did care about this game but it was like the a lot of it um, I feel like the stuff that a lot of people saw just on like social media made it seem like like people didn't care about treasures and it's just and yeah it really is kind of one of those things where it's like okay well you know you gotta put your money in one basket so it makes more sense from a financial standpoint and where we live in the United States to, to back the other game. Yeah. And I still have not played crisis core reunion. I meant to, that's mm-hmm. one of those games that I wanted to play. Like, um, very, I was very excited for and wanted to play, but I got so, I fell so in love with treasures and got so busy with that game. Played it. I can't remember how long I ended up playing it, but I feel like I played that game well into like February. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you played it for a for a good long time. Yeah, like I think I, I think I dedicated a solid like six to eight weeks of my life just playing Treasures obsessively. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I just I, I didn't have time for Crisis Core, and then other games like Trails to Azure came out, and so it's just like fun times though, for sure. Lots yeah, of fun absolutely. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it's I'm excited because it's the first time I've had a lot of things I want to play. And uh, I know a lot of what I'm playing right now with the Fire Emblem stuff is because Nintendo shut down the the 3DS, 3DS shop. So I just went in and grabbed stuff and it caught my attention because I was like, I don't want to miss out on the stuff entirely. And uh, so that that's what grabbed me. But yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like I've want to go back and i went to the vita and downloaded stuff to make sure i didn't miss anything on the store there you can still buy stuff on the vita store did you know that that you can't uh, put money on it but if you lo- have so. money on your sony account like if you uh, load it into the website or on a ps5 or anything like that that uh, you can use the account credit still on the vita digital store and buy new stuff because i bought tactics ogre instead of paying 50 dollars for it on the uh for the remake for reborn i paid 10 dollars for the Vita version, uh, to see if I like it. I did not know that, but I've never had a Vita, so there's never been any reason for me to go look at the Vita shop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love the Vita. The Vita is one of my favorite systems. Uh, I think that it was horribly underrated, primarily because it still plays the PSP games, and there were a crap ton of games on the PSP and the the Vita that are well worth playing and that people didn't give it a shot. Plus, it plays PS1 uh, original classics games that you can buy on there uh, digitally. So it's like Xenogears and stuff like that. So I can play Xenogears handheld. Like, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, I went and downloaded, uh, not for Vita, but for, like, on PS3. I went and right. downloaded, uh, I think, Xenogears. And I know I got Vagrant Story and, like, uh, some of those other like, PS1 games that you can download yeah. on PS3. I uh, went and did that a while back. My PS3 has not been hooked up in like two years, so it was, it's been more than two years ago. Um, but I went and made sure I downloaded a bunch yep. of those games. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did the same thing where I had uh, it and I transferred like save files to the PS3 from the Vita just to make sure. And uh, but yeah, it's like there's a lot of stuff on the Vita that that deserves uh, play. And I've actually thought about buying the 
hard copy, hard copy, the the physical uh, cart of Dragon Quest Builders to play on Vita, even though I know that the the performance isn't as good as some of the others because it has trophies on it to be handheld. And uh, I, the Switch one doesn't have trophies. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I know the performance is 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 less on the Vita. I've read that much, but uh, still, I've I'm thinking about thinking about them trophies. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I like getting trophies, but I think for me, it's always a lot of the biggest factor. I think for me is always like the length of a game, right? Like, um, like I like the Trails games. I want to play those on a handheld device they are long they have long cutscenes, and it's really nice to just be able to sleep them sometimes when you yes. know something goes on with the kids or i need to go do something or you know i run out of time and have to move on to something else handheld is just um the like i prefer handheld but yeah then there's there's some games like i don't know like tony hawk pro skater one and two that you know i play on ps5 where it's just like okay these are like two minute sessions as i'm skating exactly around, trying to collect stuff they have easy stopping points and i can get trophies for it so i can i just go and do it so there's like i feel like there's a lot of factors that go into it for me but it's it's very rarely is it graphics like very rarely is I'm, am i just like oh this looks uglier on switch so i'm going ps5 um like i don't think i've ever done that honestly i think that there are always other factors because I'm just kind of like, well, yeah, of course it's not going to look as good on switch as it right. does on the PS five. Um, so it's never been like a, an issue. And me. you know, I was, um, th- talking about just the PS five and playing it on there. Uh, last August when I was down visiting, uh, you, me and Naomi played a just crap ton of Sackboy. Right, yeah. like just tons of it, and they finally put it on PS Plus, and so I downloaded it for Jennifer, and she started playing it, and she was like, "This is pretty good." And then the next day, she was like, "I want to play Sackboy again," and <laughs> it was really funny because I was like, "Well, I'm glad that you really like." It. She's like, "I don't, I hate it," and uh, but it was it was really really neat to see that it's finally on there, and all the stuff that I had logged in on to play with you. Uh, still had the little blue orbs and stuff, even though I hadn't unlocked those levels, it still counted the stuff that I earned with oh, you on wow. those levels. That's cool. So, I didn't know it did that. Yeah. So as Jennifer was uh, going through, she looked at, cause she played on mine by accident. Uh, she didn't mean to, but she started playing on uh, my account instead of hers. And she was just like, ah, oh, well, I've already gotten through some of these levels. And as we've gone further in, it was uh, like all the, the some of the later levels that you and I just repeatedly played to get all five of the all five of the orbs uh, and the two player levels. A lot of them were uh, were already filled out, even though they weren't unlocked. I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty great that yeah. uh, that they had it like that. Which is also for y'all who are listening, you need to play Sackboy uh, because it's great, just absolutely wonderful. I, like I love Sackboy. Yeah, we had so much fun with it. I don't know that we've played it too much since then, but uh, like I've anybody whenever it came out, uh, when I heard that it was coming out on PSN, I think I was like the only person at work who had played it, and people were talking about you know that they wanted to check it out, and I was like, no, this is like probably the best platformer I've played. Um, on, like Astro's Playroom was good, but it's short because this uh, reminds me of Astro's Playroom. Yeah, it reminds it me of Astro's very... Playroom, except expanded into a, like a full game. Yeah. And, and I was like, this is just, it's a fantastic platformer. I was like, I think, I think 
Mario Odyssey on Switch is probably still my favorite platformer from like the last like I don't mm. know five ten years, but um, but Sackboy is is really a really close second. Like I've had so much fun with Sackboy. Um, I definitely agree on that. Like it's a fantastic game. And it does say on there that it's only until like May third or something like that. So y'all uh, need to get on it while it's there if you're a, a PS Plus member. Uh, also, you can buy it because it's really good, and I just hadn't done it yet. It was one that I see it, and I'm like, yeah, I got to get that for us. And then when I saw it was free, I'm like, well, I'm going to do that. So when it goes away, I'm going to end up buying it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. That's but cool. yeah, it's, it, it is very good, and I want y'all to, to play it. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that about does it for this week's episode. Thank you guys for listening and catching up with us this week. Uh, remember, you can talk to us on Twitter at DragonQuestFM. If you want to talk to us on Patreon or support this podcast, you can do that by visiting patreon.com slash dragonquestfm. And if you want to talk to me directly, I'm on Twitter at dragonquestin. And I'm on Twitter at Professor Beach. Uh, like you said, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dragonquestfm. You can also talk to us on Discord at discord.geek2geekmedia.com. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye.